Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Hey guys, Omar Khan here with Beta Trading Co. I wanted to tell you about episode 124 of the Breakthrough Podcast. We currently have a special offer for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. We're offering a free one-hour live training session where we show how to instantly add stock options as a new income stream. Now, I've used this myself personally over the years to create a sizable real estate portfolio for myself, and there's no reason you can't as well. Cool thing is it only takes about 30 minutes a day, so if you have a job, or if you have a business, or you're just spending a lot of time with your family, you're going to have time to incorporate this in your life if you take the time to learn this, okay? Now... We're also offering a 15-minute free consultation to discuss how our option strategy can work with your current investment strategy and really take your investment to the next level, okay? So for more information, check out 30minutesdoctrader.com forward slash breakthrough to join us on our free live training, our next webinar. Remember again, episode 124, where Sandy and I go over exactly how I use this strategy to acquire a large real estate portfolio for myself, and there's no reason why you can't as well. See you there, guys. Talk soon. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Well, welcome back, everybody. Excited to be here again. Um, good to see all of you out there. Can't really see all of you, but I know you're there. I know you're listening because we get lots of love and uh, and uh, we appreciate all of it. So just wanted to say good morning to Sandy as well. Sandy, how's it going? Good morning. I'm uh, doing amazing. Happy to see everyone, including you two as well. Um, and uh, again, yeah, excited to be here and uh, do another another show and uh, produce some awesome content for some great investors out there in Canada. Yeah, feeling the love in the room this morning. It was, it was going on before the show. Now it's going on again here after. <laughs> so, uh, what a great morning! What a great morning to learn about real estate. So, um, uh, everyone should go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. There you can listen to every single episode that we've ever put out over the last six years. There's a whole bunch of them there. Um, you can go back 
And, and I think most of the stuff that we've got, you know, we tried to keep it relevant throughout the ages. So um, going back should be beneficial to anyone who's just starting to listen. And I think you'll get some good nuggets, no matter, no matter how far you go back. So you can uh, get our free gift there as well. Right, Sandy? The ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. You can definitely do that. Go to sign up for a list there and uh, you'll never miss a show. You'll get some free stuff right away. And then um, hear about everything we got going on in our worlds with, uh, with our um, real estate investing endeavors and uh, property tours, all sorts of fun stuff. Yep. And go over to iTunes as well, please. If you haven't done that already, it would help us out a lot. If you would just leave us a rating and review and tell us what you think of the show. Um, we love the positive feedback, but we also don't mind a little bit of negative feedback uh, or, or just places that we can improve on the show. That's always uh, helpful as well. If you've got little tips or something that you haven't heard us talk about, we've covered most topics, but um, somebody was just asking today for us to follow up with maybe a, a bookkeeper for real estate. So that I don't know if that would be an interesting topic that people would want to hear about. Why don't you go over to the comments right now and let us know what kind of things you'd want to hear about if you are watching this live. Um, we do do the show live on Facebook every week or so, every other week or so at 1030 in the morning. So if you're listening there, you can comment live. You can uh, interact with us. If you've got a question for our guest, you can reach out to them in person live real time and we can uh, get to any of the questions that you guys have. So if you are in a position to listen to us live, then you have that opportunity to interact with us uh, right as we record the show. And if not, um, you know, you're still going to get great content and you're, you're not going to be able to see us. Of course you're missing out there, but um, yeah, you'll still get all of the uh, great audio content. So. Woo. Yeah. It's been fun doing all the videos. We've been doing that for what? Six, six, eight months almost now. Um fun change so if you're not watching us on uh, those channels they should jump onto facebook and youtube go catch us there mm -hmm. join in the action uh how you feeling today <laughs> well i'm feeling awesome why how should i feel uh, I, I was just gonna complain a little bit like mentally i'm feeling great like i feel all good but i took my kid to a um to a trampoline park last night my eight-year-old and i tried to keep up with him for like an hour and a half and that is actually pretty rough yeah. I'm, so I'm feeling it today. So, mm. uh, you know, the body's a little bit achy. Um, <clears throat> you know, perfect time, perfect time to sit around and uh, and just chat. Yeah, just relax and chat. So that's what I'm gonna yeah. do. Is normally I'm jumping around while we do the show, but today I'm just gonna sit here. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I can deal with that. Let's get into the interview here, Rob. What do you say? Yeah, excited to talk to Jay Wilson today. So uh, Jay is a real estate investor. He also runs Tarscat and Carpentry, specializing in renovations, legal secondary suites, kitchens and bathrooms, uh, helping himself and other investors force increased equity in their properties. So Jay, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's start out with the, the kind of traditional. Let's hear about your story and how you got into real estate. Uh, my stepdad pushed me into it, uh, you know, right from a teenager. And, uh, you know, I, I knew that, uh, you know, buying real estate was, was the only answer to really, you know, boost, uh, boost my wealth and, and eventually hopefully someday have some freedom. And I've always, I've always taken interest in homes and renovations, uh, shows and that kind of thing. Um, my father was a contractor. So, I mean, I've always tinkered with woodworking and those kinds of things right from, uh, since I was a kid. So it's kind of a natural transition for me to, uh, 
So you said your stepdad got you into it. Yep. Yep. So my mom remarried when I was pretty young and, uh, he, he, uh, he wasn't so much an investor, but, uh, he did own a home since he was, uh, 24 years old. And, uh, you know, he just, he just kind of pushed me into it and, uh, you know, made strong suggestions that, uh, the real estate's definitely, definitely the way to, to go. You know, it never goes down, uh, with his experience and my experience as well. All right. So what did that first investment look like for you? My first home, uh, was a, uh, town home in, in, uh, Bowmanville, uh, just a starter home. Uh, I did minor renovations to that one and, uh, turned it over in a few years. It was my principal residence, turned it over in a few years, pretty, pretty stock, pretty basic. Uh, you know, I didn't even really call myself a real estate investor at that time or anything like that. Uh, I took, uh, took what I earned from that home. And uh, I bought a, a big family home in Whitby that uh, needed a lot of water renovations. And I ended up uh, doing a live-in flip is what that home was. Okay. So when you sold your the first one that we were talking about, was that, did you do that um, because you were looking to buy this other one? Or did you do it strictly because you saw the equity build up or... Uh, and and wanted to get that out of there, or did that become sort of the realization for what the what you could uh, do with real estate? Yeah, at that time I, I was just learning. Right, it was my first home, and when I realized, uh, you know, if, if I got into a bigger home or or had a, a better opportunity where I could uh, renovate and force equity into a home, uh, the 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 amount of money that it would would boost me would get me closer to uh, to where I am now, which is uh, living on a hobby farm. <laughs> Oh, right on. Yeah. So you've got some, what, what kind of animals you got there? Oh, I got, I've got a small piece of acreage here. I've got a horse between my girlfriend and I, I have a horse and a donkey and we've got some birds, chickens and ducks and whatnot. So, and uh, we raised some, some uh, cows for, for beef and uh, chickens for, for meat and, and cats, lots of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Not for meat. Not for meat. No. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, okay. So the, the, the place that you bought that you were renovating, tell us about, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. It so was you, a big, big family home. And it, basically I, I just bought, you know, the, the biggest home, the, the ugliest home on the street that, that I could possibly afford. And, uh, I just put my hourly, I was an employee at the time. Uh, I just put my hourly wage, all my overtime into renovating this house. Uh, it was just a complete makeover. It was a, a whole new kitchen. I moved walls. I did some structural work there. Um, bathroom makeovers, uh, the whole, the whole bit landscaping. I had to uh, renovate the pool as well. <laughs> so I'll have some great contacts for, uh, for, you know, pool renovations and those kinds of things as well. Uh, I made a lot of contacts with that flip with, uh, you know, electricians and, and uh, plumbers and those sorts of things as well. So I've slowly sort of built up my team and, and it's almost become a natural transition into uh, doing renovations for me. You know, that is one of those things I think that deters all that would deter a lot of people. First of all, investors aren't super pumped about pools. You know, uh, in general, I think a lot of times we we fill them in just for the for the sake of the insurance and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's yeah, sort of easier. But when you're when you're looking at a place with a rundown pool to to uh, purchase to live in or whatever those those are the kind of the uh the ones that are a little more 
deterring, I think, just because yeah. not many people understand a lot of what goes into <laughs> renovations for a pool either. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the challenges there as you were getting going? Like, obviously you said you, you didn't really have all the contacts. So how did you work it through that? And, and like, what kind of challenges were there? You just got to hit your network. You know, you, you, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. Everybody knows somebody that knows a, a tradesman, right? Uh, so basically I just ask friends, ask around, ask, uh, you know, neighbors, what, what type of, uh, sub trades they use. And you just, you kind of go through your, your contacts that way. So when, so did you just flip that one right away? Is that what you did? You fixed it? It was, sorry. Uh, I, I lived in it for uh, about three years. That was about a three year project. Uh, I was, a, a, uh, employed at the time. So it was like evenings and weekends was, uh, was my renovation time for that one. And you did a lot of that yourself or yeah, I you hired out a lot of the bigger stuff. You hired out some electricians and things, but you did a lot of the, um, cosmetic stuff yourself. It sounds like, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I did, uh, as much of the renovation as I could, uh, myself and, you know, with friends helping me and those kinds of things. Uh, but electrical, I don't, I don't touch, I don't like messing with that stuff. It's best to have a professional do those kinds of things. Uh, you know, I had a panel change there. I changed the electrical panel there and, uh, uh, with moving walls in the kitchen and that, I mean, your, your entire layout changes, right? All your plumbing moves. So I used a plumber. I don't mess with that stuff either. You know, if something goes wrong, then, you know, it's, it's, it's too much for, for, for a guy to, to fix up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you don't want to make insurance claims, those kinds of things. I'd rather have a proper trade come in and, and, uh, do the work correctly the first time. It's well worth, uh, well worth every penny. Water is definitely one of those things that I don't like to mess with. You got to get the professional in there to do that because I mean, sure. you you make a you make a mistake, um, and you know, I, I tried to do some uh, plumbing <laughs> plumbing repairs myself, and I was woke up at about two in the morning one morning uh, to some noise, and wondering what the heck it was. And I went down into my basement, and it was pretty much uh, there was about an inch of water on the floor. We'll just say that. Oh. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that you want to get done correctly for sure. And if you can do it correctly, great. But yep. uh, if 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 you're sort of dabbling, I would say yeah, <laughs> get yeah. that official in there to take care of things. Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of that stuff myself at, at my own home. But uh, when it when it comes to projects and, and rental properties and that, I I just can't afford to have those kinds of mistakes, right? So it's best to just pay pay those guys that do the job correctly. We want to go through some of the numbers on that on that project, perhaps. Would that be interesting? Sure, on that flip, yeah, yeah. I mean, initially, I wasn't even sure that it was going to be a flip. It was just sort of a, a principal residence, but I knew it was way too much house just for me to live in. It was a, it was a five bedroom home, right? Uh, so, what year was that that I bought that? Uh, it would have been about twelve or 13, 2012, 13. Uh, I bought that place for three eighty eight. Uh, I put about 90,000 of my own money into it and that included the pool renovation and everything. Uh, and over a three year period, I ended up, uh, selling that place for 750. Oh, that's 90,000. That's, that's mostly free labor. On, on that's top all my, right. my oh, labor. Okay. So, I mean, the majority of that is sub trades and materials. Oh, okay. So you're, so 90,000 actual money put into it. Yes. Not including what you did. Not including my time. Okay. No. Okay. Gotcha. It'd be it'd be double. Oh yeah, <laughs> I included my labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I would think it would have been closer to two hundred range, right? Um, Likely, all said and done, if you were if you were outsourcing all that. Yep. Oh yeah. 
So you're a 388 oh. up to, well, you got a little, obviously, an advantage doing a lot of work yourself. You would have been 550 range if you hadn't done that, let's let's say. 550 to 6 on the high end. Yep. Um, yeah, I think so. Obviously, doing it yourself, though, you're at f 4, less than 4. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sorry, no, less than less than 5. Less than 5. Um, and 750 on the outside, and then principal residence. So you get to keep all that in this beautiful country. We get the no tax on that. On that's so that's that's a nice little turnaround in three years. Yeah, it was that's great. About, uh, almost that's more more than three years of income for the average person. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? So that there probably sparked another uh, another side of it as well. So, I mean, like the first one, you didn't really do much renovation, right? It was just all um, appreciation over the time that you lived there. The second one forced that appreciation, got a little bit more money. Where does it go from there? So from there, I bought uh, this hobby farm, or uh, my principal residence now. Uh, and and this house needed some renovation as well. So I, I, I did some renovation here, uh, pulled my equity uh, HELOC out of this property and uh bought a bungalow in peterborough to uh to legalize into a duplex okay okay so tell yeah. us tell us about that project the duplex yeah yeah so uh i was doing property tours with you rob and uh we found this this great little bungalow it seemed like a, an easy one to convert into a duplex raised raised bungalow um so uh, yeah, we we went for it. We went okay. for it. Um, what were some of the things that you thought were appealing about the place, like as far as layout goes, that kind of thing? Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, the the things that that made it an easy duplex uh, upstairs was really very minimal renovation was required. It was it was decent. It was a well maintained home. Uh, we we added laundry upstairs, uh, which you have to do for for legal secondary suite. Uh, if you're going to have a legal secondary suite uh, downstairs, uh, the entrance was easy, very easy to uh, to split. Being that um, uh, you know raised bungalow, you're you're only going downstairs six steps and then upstairs six steps. Um, we basically just divided that that hallway. The front door came right in on the the stairwell landing. We divided that hallway, and and that was a quick, easy, fairly inexpensive way to to split the the entrances. Uh, ceiling heights were fantastic. Uh, even all the ductwork and everything, ceiling heights were great. Um, yeah. So you're saying you had two side by side doors at the front of the or whatever at the front of the house. Uh, yeah. Entry doors. One goes up. The other goes down. Yes. Exactly. All right. Yep. Um, so let's, let's talk about some challenges. There must've been some challenges, um, whether it be mentally or, or with the project itself that you ran into, let's talk about some of those challenges. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, when you have to rely on, on some people, that could be a, a challenge, you know, you, you're so eager to, to get things done. Like, uh, you know, I had to wait for, uh, for my drawings, you know, but then the permit was only a couple of days to after after you apply. Uh, sub trades can be difficult. I actually uh, I hired a guy because I was still working full time. I hired a guy to do the bulk of the work and that, uh, you know, some of the framework, drywall, painting, the the time consuming, dirty work. Um, mindset is definitely a, a huge a huge challenge. Um, 
you know, if, if, uh, if you can get over your, 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 your fears and, uh, jump in and take action, that's absolutely the best learning. Did anything come up as far as, um, like, was there challenges that seemed super daunting at the time, but then you look back on them and realize, or, and then you look back on them, maybe put them in perspective, or is there anything like that? Like, um, as far as renovations go, was there unexpected things that came up in the renovation that you weren't planning on doing from the beginning, let's say, or uh, anything like that? Yeah, actually, uh, I guess uh, one of them was the furnace. The The furnace was original to the house, and the, the, uh, the chimney, it was a gas furnace, so the chimney went straight up through the house, uh, whereas the new style furnaces don't have a chimney like that. Um, so I, I was kind of faced with an option. I could uh, um, rough in the the new uh, exhaust and intake for the uh, the new new furnace, or just replace the whole thing. Um, being that the uh, the furnace room utility room was central in the basement, uh, it's it's a little more difficult to uh, to plumb in those exhaust those exhaust pipes and that. So uh, yeah, I guess that that was kind of one of the challenges. Not really a big deal. Um, I mean, the whole project for me was pretty fun. I, I really didn't have any any major hangups or any daunting challenges, so to speak. Uh, you know, when when the challenges come along and you know it presents a just another hoop that you have to jump through, you just work your way through it. And you know, for the most part, it's the, the duplexing is easy. I mean, there's generally it's it's uh, you know uh, straightforward construction, basic skills. Um, along with a few building codes that you just have to follow, uh, you know, different things like your, your fire and sound separation, uh, uh, having a walk down with the, uh, the home inspector, uh, prior to construction, just to, to make sure you're on the same page and, uh, you're, you know, meeting all his expectations. And, uh, there's, there's certain things that, you know, the designer would put on, on the drawings. Um, uh, and then when you speak with the inspector, he's, he kind of makes, uh, suggestions as to I'm talking about Peter Brown specters are really great to work with. Um, they'll make suggestions for for different things you can do. Uh, like I wasn't real keen on putting the sprinklers in the the furnace room or under the stairs, so we ended up drywalling inside of the furnace room, which is I mean it's cheap, it's a little more labor, but it's cheap and easy. But that way, if there's ever a false alarm, I'm not you know making an insurance claim for water damage, just just things like that, I suppose. And I think you spoke to a couple of good points there, but the one I wanted to mention first is I think a lot of people are sort of afraid of the having the inspector through first, right? Maybe not wanting them to to scrutinize or see the way that things are before the rental. But uh, I would tend to agree. I think that um, you you need to have them through that way. Their expectations are met, and a lot of times, um, something even though it's to building code on the drawings, let's say the inspector might want to see it a different way. Or for example, one of the things that I've run into with inspectors, one of the big things is it, it seems to be fire caulking. That's always a, a sort of a point of contention. One of them wants to see this specific fire caulking. Another one wants to see this specific fire caulking. And you don't know that kind of stuff until you have the inspector in there and he goes, this is what I want to see. And so to avoid headaches and, and stuff in the future, yeah, just have them in and uh, have them walk through and they'll tell you, this is what I would like to see here. So when I come back next time, make sure it's like this. And that saves yourself a lot of headaches. Absolutely. 
And the other, uh, the other point is, for, so you decided to go with the new furnace. Is that what I think you were saying? You could yeah. have left it in in anticipation of the other ones, which is actually more of a foresight, I think, than a lot of people would have to begin with. It's like, well, you know, it's working fine now. Who A lot of people might not even understand that it requires a different type of exhaust with a newer furnace than the one that's in there. Yeah. So that's like a, sort of a, a next level of foresight that you had there. But, uh, but then... I think I would agree with that too. And I'm sort of coming around when it comes to um, renovations and Sandy, I know that you've been sort of on this side of things before, but when I started, it was more like, okay, let's see how much money I can save. So I want to walk that line of where can I, how much money can I, how little money can I put in to get the best return, but not necessarily always the best way to look at it. I think, when you're, especially if you're going to refinance a project after the renovations are done, it's well worth your while to do as much as you can to get everything up to where it needs to be so that you can avoid repairs in the immediate future, first of all, but that the place is going to look good and it's going to rent well. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's important too. So having that foresight, putting in the new furnace and just doing it uh, up yep. front even though you didn't have to, you know, might be the way to go. I think it just feels, doesn't it just feel good to be done with it? Once you get the, re, if you're doing the, a burr model or some variation of that, you get, you, you get your refinance done, your money out, just be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not have to think about all this, any maintenance crap or any big expenses going forward, right? It's just nice. Even if it costs a bit more, if you work it all out, it's just nice to be done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like, like that one, I, I, I did have to kind of ponder about it and think about it and, uh, uh, you know, having a good HVAC connection, he he actually pointed that out to me. I actually had him walk down the house, and we had to uh, balance the ductwork in that. So that was his suggestion. But as old as the furnace was, I thought, you know what, I may as well just pull it out. We'll we'll pop a new one in there. It was uh, like a thirty-year-old furnace, anyways, and so I mean, it's kind of you know, arguably beyond its its life expectancy. You know, I don't want to have to to change a furnace after I get tenants in there. Um, so, you know, after all the, the major bulk of the dusty work was was done, the drywall work and all that, we we did the furnace after the after that. So that, you know, you're not blasting dust through your brand new mm. brand new furnace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing that uh funny enough, I, I got a I got a compliment on that just recently from my property manager said, Oh, I noticed like after you were done your renovations, you got the whole, the, the ducts cleaned and the, and the furnace serviced and everything. I'm like, well, of course, because I mean, there's going to be dust everywhere if you don't do that. She said, you'd be surprised the amount of people that actually don't, don't do that. So, um, another, yeah, another good point. Even if you got the, whenever you got the new furnace, you know, get it, get it cleaned out and get the ducts cleaned and stuff like that after renovations. Yep, not a bad idea at all. Um, so where do you see your investing business going in the future? Wow, cottages. I I would love to buy. I mean, even a cottage resort. Go go. You know, live live up near our cottages. My girlfriend bought a cottage, and uh, she's we've we've done a lot of renovations there as well, and she's done well with it this summer. Uh, I'm so proud of her for for what she's done. You know. So uh, I think cottage rental is, especially depending on how long this pandemic 
carries on for. I mean, people can't go for vacations, right? So uh, the cottage rental has just gone through the roof. I'm sure you guys are experiencing that as well. Yeah. What, what, what do you have now in your portfolios? You got, you got, this is your first duplex, right? They did. Yeah. So this is, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a fairly new real estate investor, right? Like yeah. uh, uh, with tenants, like, like proper rentals. Um, so I, I have my principal residence, which I'm house hacking. I've divided my farmhouse. Uh, I've, I have a, a tenant here uh, and I have my duplex in Peterborough, which is fully tenanted now. We're, I'm just coming up on uh, uh, one year of owning that, uh, that duplex. And then add in the cottage stuff, it's kind of dabbling yep. in a few different areas, but, uh, but, uh, it's cool to see how much you can, uh, grow in just even a couple properties, right? It can be really impactful. Yeah. It's a slow process, but you know, you, you stay the course. It's, it's like a steamroller. It's just going to snowball. It's going to take off. Right. Um, so the cottage, you say you've done lots of work on it and you're renting it. I guess it's a uh, short term rentals. Yeah. So another area of uh, learning to get into, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, she's not even advertising that one yet. Uh, really, she's she's had it rented solid just through friends and family, which is which is amazing. Friends of friends, and I mean, getting top dollar. She's getting higher than expected uh, rates than you know uh, what she originally anticipated at a fully renovated unit like we had it renovated before the bathroom was even finished <laughs> yeah, rent- or, or we had it rent sorry we had it rented before the bathroom was even finished uh and like so what does that look like as far as um the winter goes and that kind of thing like is it going to stay rented over the winter do you think or does it make majority of its money over the summer how does that work oh i mean it, she will she will cash flow uh over the summer uh, you know, all expenses covered and, and have some, some, uh, money for more upgrades beyond that. But, uh, currently it's three season. Uh, so future upgrades are going to be well and septic and uh, a little more insulation. And then we have a four season cottage. It's, it's on a municipal road. It's very easy access, which is, which is great for, uh, renters, you know, directions are super simple. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll be going, uh, we'll, we'll be renovating that one into a four season unit as well. You can rent them all year round. There's, there's great ice fishing as well. Probably should have had her on to talk about that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have her on next time too. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the company. Let's talk about, uh, how, you know, the comp- Chris Gatton Carpenter and how you kind of transitioned into that. And, um, I mean, ultimately you're kind of almost, you're doing that and you're a full-time investor, basically they're kind of go hand in hand, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, Carscadden Carpentry, it it it's it just kind of happened organically, right? Uh, I'm, I'm I was laid off. I'm a, a crane operator. Uh, I was laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, and you know, friends and family all know that I've been doing these renovations, the flip and the and this and and my duplex. Uh, so, you know, people were asking me, "Oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that?" Like, yeah, I'll do this, do that. And, and next thing you know, it's like, wow, like there's, there's definitely potential here. You know, I uh, did a couple of apartment sized kitchens for other investors uh, in Peterborough and uh, for myself as well. And uh, it's taken off. I see a demand. So I've hired a helper and currently it's just uh, myself and my helper uh, just picking away mostly smaller projects. Uh, but I'd like to get into more duplexing. I'd love to help other investors out with, with uh, duplexing or you know, potentially uh, maybe JVs. Maybe I could be an active, active partner uh, on a JV to do, do some duplexing in Peterborough and, and Durham region. 
I find this so interesting because you and I had this conversation a little while ago and like crane operator, that's no joke as far as careers go. Like that's a good, well, like it's a well-paying job. Um, but they've called you back and you didn't go. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. So, so this, this is actually taken off for you. You've decided to transition right out of that and, and do this uh, renovation thing full time. And you've been doing that, you know, since, since the beginning of the year, essentially. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I I've always enjoyed this this type of work, and you know, if I can make a go of it, uh, I don't have to drive to Toronto anymore. I don't have to be married to a crane, uh, you know, because in in crane rental, you go when your crane goes, right? You don't have a choice. You you show up and and you're there for the day until the job's done, and and that's just how it is. So uh, I'm I'm not really. Uh, I don't really want to be married to a machine anymore. I, I'd much rather do this. It's it's more of a challenge. It's more exciting for me. You know, working with my hands is so much more satisfying. You know, and when I I build a kitchen for somebody, or whether it be a you know just in an apartment or or somebody's dream kitchen, you know, it's it's so satisfying to at the end of the day to see what what you can create with your hands. And I've seen some of your innovations; and they look fantastic too. Thanks, uh, Rob. To say that, but um, did you? so like this is a big jump right so it must have been a little bit scary i guess to take that transition and decide to go this way sure absolutely i, I mean going from a, a a union job a six-figure income with with full benefits to uh, you know working being sure. self-employed no. yeah <clears throat> being self-employed, uh, you know, not paying into a pension, those kinds of things. It's absolutely, it's scary and getting started. It's certainly a pay cut, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't pay myself what, what my total package was as a crane operator, but, uh, I mean, this definitely has potential in the future to, to be, become something more than that. And, but I mean, it, it's not even really about the money. It's, it's about my peace of mind and, and enjoying what I do. Uh, and it's amazing like that you can make that transition and, and pick a lifestyle over, you know, over just being tied to a job, like you were saying. So that's fantastic. And congratulations on that. I Thank say, you. Yeah, congrats. It's exciting to see people that do that. And uh, even just probably having those few real estate uh, experiences would, I'm sure, help with that confidence to go forward with that. And being more you're going to be more ingrained in that world i think you're going to probably even build up you'll probably end up building up your portfolio a lot over time just being more in the world right more entrenched you're probably going to build up your confidence and uh and skill set to acquire more and build a pretty cool life so that's that's exciting i love seeing people transition full-time into into this into the real estate world it's uh always feels some exciting accomplishments and i guess the uh the duplex has got a somewhat take care of you a little bit like as far as the cash flow goes just a little bit of a a backup to be there and help out a little bit every month yeah it's great i'm I'm cash flowing well on that duplex now the uh the rates are are much higher than than we actually anticipated when we bought that place uh right the rental rates are 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 significantly higher (laughs) so if you do you mind us hearing what they are what is yeah, it? So it's a three-bedroom upper, two-bedroom lower unit. Is that right? That, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. So the upper unit, I'm getting uh, seventeen fifty plus hydro. Okay. 
for the three bedroom and for the uh, for the lower unit I'm 1650 plus hydro I actually split the the hydrometers so I'm only paying uh, gas and water and sewer yeah those are pretty good rates um all right what else what are we going into here what what type of systems do you use to help your business be more effective oh man right now it's it's just uh you know it's it's kind of all in my head. I, I don't really have any great systems to be perfectly honest. Like I have an envelope of, of receipts in my truck. You know, I've, I've got to employ, <laughs> I've got to employ some, uh, some systems and, and, uh, refine my business, you know, with, with quoting, uh, the more quotes I do, the, the easier it, it's getting, you know, like to install a door is a, a flat rate, uh, you know, to do so much lineal footage of, of trim is, is a certain rate, you know, lay flooring, those kinds of things. But, I, I don't know that I would really call that a system. It's just sort of, you know, learning curve, right? Well, if anybody has some ideas, maybe of some uh, systems that Jay can use in his new business, maybe they can let him know then. <laughs> I think it's, you know, what's cool. I like about this interview is it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, there's so much, you'll probably look back in a few years and be like, oh, at least I'm going, I'm doing something. I'm starting into this and taking action because, Always how many learning. people would how many people do the opposite they try and systematize everything first and never take action and the, it's the people that take action first are usually ahead of the game even if it's a bit chaotic at times to begin with i need that chaos it, it keeps me flowing <laughs> Did, okay so here's a, here's one is there any resources that have helped you out as a as an investor so far absolutely uh i mean podcasts 100 percent. I, I i mean i've listened to all your guys podcasts it's kind of surreal actually being being interviewed on your your podcast now uh i mean you you can learn little tidbits from from every single podcast you know if you if you learn one or two things you, you might hear a lot of things over and over but you, you learn a couple little things from each podcast i spent hours listening to, to pod, podcasts uh while i was at work you know a lot of standby time and that i just throw the earbuds in and listen to audio books and and podcasts you get in the truck you get a podcast going uh property tours is very very educational uh meeting you know networking with other investors uh every, every property tour that i've gone gone on with with you rob uh there's experienced investors there's new investors uh everybody's got something you can learn from uh and and to actually be in a house and and discuss how you're gonna duplex or you know, what strategy might work best for each property, whether you're going to do student rentals or, or duplex or both. Uh, it's, it's just to, to be there and be hands-on is absolutely the best learning. Uh, that, that's what actually, you know, motivated me enough to, to take action and, and buy that, that bungalow, my first, my first uh, rental property. Yeah, you know what? I think that that's been really one of the key things for a lot of the uh, investors in our network has been, to be able to communicate with each other, right? To talk about what they would do or their experiences that they've had. And, and they can really um, show you that you can do it, right? Like, so somebody like yourself comes out and, uh, you know, I can't necessarily remember who was there each time that uh, you were there, but, you know, there's everyone from someone else who hasn't bought anything to someone maybe five, six, 10 15 uh, duplexes in their portfolio. So all kinds of different um, levels of expertise and all kinds of different guidance and knowledge to share in, in that kind of situation. So I do hope that we can get back to those 
um, in-person property tours, hopefully sometime soon. They're valuable and, uh, and um, we're doing them virtually now. And I know Sandy is doing them virtually too uh, at this point, but nothing like being there in person, you know? Yeah, you can analyze a property by the photos. You know, I, I got a pretty good uh, uh, vision for, for looking at a listing on, on Realtor.ca. And, uh, you know, I, I can kind of see what might work just from the pictures, what you, what you could do. But until you actually, then you go to the property and, and it's totally different. You know, some things are better, some things are worse. So those property tours are, are very valuable for sure. And I'm looking forward to getting back to them as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just looking here at the comments, my cousin Lori is uh, watching uh, from Vacation Time Real Estate in Gravenhurst. So if anybody's up that way, pop in and maybe she can help you out with the uh, vacation. Rental, uh, cottage rental property, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So what kind of things motivate you? Where do you get your drive from? Oh, man. We got some real drive to be able to like step out on a, on a career, I think is something that uh, a lot of people would like to hear more about, but what, what kind of things inspire you and give you drive? Um, I mean, so much like, you know, my, uh, my, my girlfriend is just like, when we get talking about things, she's, she's such a motivator. She, she really drives me. Um, you know, she's, uh, when we get talking about, uh, you know, future investments and, and retirement and the traveling and those kinds of things that, that we want to do, like, that's my why, you know, why, why, why do I do any of this is, mm-hmm. is absolutely a, just for a better future, you know, more freedom, more time, freedom, more experiences. That's, that's what our goals are. All right, Jay. Well, um, I guess the last thing we want to touch on and uh and is how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you about renovations maybe talk to you about your your investment uh your investment um experience that kind of thing how can people touch get in touch with you yeah so i mean you can call me at uh 289-356-6135 uh if you want to talk about you know duplexing or uh, you know if anybody's looking for a quote for for some renovations, uh, Peterborough, Durham region. You can check out uh, some of my, my recent projects on my website at uh, carscadandcarpentry.ca. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well, uh, carscadandcarpentry.ca or my personal profile. Uh, please feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm happy to help people plan plan projects. And uh, I'm always up for a good chat with uh, any real estate investor. Awesome. I think that, that Peterborough area is booming, right? That's crazy. I mean, people are going that way. So I'm sure there's lots of people that could use some services from you or just, or just connect with, the, you know, around your experiences of what you'd be doing there. Right. I hope so. And we'll put those links in the show notes. So, um, so that everyone can just click over there and, and see exactly how to get in touch with you. So thanks Jay, man. Really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. This, this is fantastic guys. I really appreciate it. And Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, 289-389-6846 or uh, my email, which if you're watching, you can see it on screen there. Sandy at McKayRealtyNetwork.com. And you can reach me at Rob at MrBreakthrough.ca. Well, thanks everybody for watching and listening and we'll see you next time.